All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Spare Room Talks. Today, we have a very special guest with us today, Mrs. Yasmin Varaji. Yep. Great to have you on board. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming to Dublin. I know you don't usually come here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel like a bit of a city slicker today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When did you, what time did you arrive this morning? Oh, um, it wasn't too bad, actually, this morning, because I was uh, speaking at an event um, in Dublin, and that didn't start until 12, so I was there for 11. So it wasn't too bad. I got the kids off to school and crash mm -hmm. and all that kind of good stuff before I left yeah. uh, my home, which is two hours away. Yeah. Cool. And tell us about the event. Yeah, I know you were giving a keynote today. Yeah, so it was um, for International Women's Day, mm -hmm. and it was all about women in enterprise. And so I was doing a speech, um, really, about the key ingredients for a successful, profitable 20-hour week business, which is what I talk about right awesome and how did it go it went great and i had lots of people come up and say oh you know you just had all these light bulbs going off and it really resonated because i share my story about my three kids and mm -hmm. you know and what i do is about learning how to make your business work in a small amount of time whether you have a family or not whether you have a full-time job and you want to do the business as a side hustle or if you just don't want to be working long hours you know and so people are saying oh actually i could be a lot smarter with my time um and i asked a question around are you making revenue generating you know top of your priority list and they say yeah i'm really busy yasmin but i don't feel like i get very far and i said it's because we're doing the wrong things and we're focusing on the wrong things right so i think there was a lot of people who could relate to what i was saying right which is great that what was so what's the audience like like do you know um do you know if it, it what what the the characteristics were or the the audience were more or less? Um, there were kind of a variety of businesses, service businesses, product businesses. Um, so it's women in enterprise um, in the Fingal area okay. of Dublin, um, and uh, so I think the people who were kind of coming they were very different and broad. But I think that the 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 guiding principles are all the same mm -hmm. around business, you know. And I think that they're all saying, "How could I do better? How can I make more money?" Right. Um, you know. And then they, you know, in the same breath, they say, "Well, money is not important." And I said, "Yeah, but it's the lubricant. It helps make everything easier." You know, and I think that especially when you're involved in creative work, mm -hmm. like when you're worried about money, your creative juices just get stemmed. You know, nothing happens because you're too busy focusing on where the money's going to come from. Yeah. Yeah. And that focus on just where the money's coming from makes you make sometimes bad short-term decisions rather than focusing on the long-term, you know, viability of your business. Absolutely. And I think as well, like uh, I was reading something related to that the other day. It was actually a, a podcast that I was listening to and they were talking about how, you know, money, you know, is should actually be part of the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Because if you think about it, all the things that you would need, you know, like... Uh, even the basic things like food, mm. you know, shelter, health, all these things, you need money to be able to, to, to yeah. put all that into, mm. into, and they were saying as well, you know, money shouldn't be seen as something that, you know, that you don't talk about or, you know, something that's evil or something. Yeah. Like that. It, it's, it's obviously what money can do mm. and what, what that, what money can power, obviously. And I, I completely agree because it's not about money being the end goal it's about what it allows you to do so it allows yeah. me to pay for my kids irish dancing classes or their swimming mm -hmm. um or you know whatever else they're, they're doing at school that i have to pay for and <laughs> you know and I, I kind of use it an example in the book because i mm -hmm. wanted to address the elephant in the room yeah in the book where i talk to so many people and they're like saying well money's not important to me and i'm like okay can we just call it out because i do think that's a, a level of bs yeah. because you know and i said just Substitute the word money for chickens. 
and you need chickens to, you know, like if you think of the old way of bartering, Mm -hmm. you know, if I've got a hundred chickens and I need to get food or shelter or, you know, fuel for my fire, I'd say, I'll give you five chickens for that. And they go, grand. If it's chickens, we don't get all worried about it. But when it's suddenly money, it's as if it's unspiritual, that we're being greedy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I just went, no, money just makes things happen for you. You're absolutely right. Like it's it's based on the, sometimes people just have a different kind of connotation with with that. And psychologically, sometimes it just creates a barrier for them where it's like, you know, it's very... You know, it, it just becomes such an obstacle or such mm. a hindrance to, to, to yeah. overcome. Okay, so I feel like we, like I jumped right in. I just wanted to, <laughs> to cycle back um, quickly. And just for the folks who mm-hmm. may not know you from, from you know, all the, the press and the books and all the awesome things that you're doing, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, um, like I said, I'm Yasmin and I live in Leitrim here in Ireland. Um, as you can probably tell from the accent, I'm not Irish. Um, I am English, but my parents are both from India. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in Ireland for nearly 20 years. I'm married to an Irish farmer, uh, which I never thought I would ever say that. But obviously, um, you know, <laughs> life takes you in a different way sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, and I run a business called Tiny Time Big Results. And it's about helping small business owners run a profitable business in 20 hours a week or less. Mm-hmm. And it really stemmed from my own struggle of when I was when I was made redundant from my corporate role and I was in corporate for 12 years before I started my own business. I was vice president of leadership development. And when I was made redundant from that role and I swear, I don't want to be a commuter mom. I don't want to be traveling, you know, for hours every day. Um, I just want more. And at the time, my eldest was only 15 months old. And mm-hmm. I said, well, we want more children. And, you know, this isn't going to work. So I started the business. Right. And then it was that moment of, oh, God, how am I going to do this? Which then turned to, well, could I make it work? And that kind of brought me onto this adventure. I like to think of it as an adventure that, you know, I was like, well, how could I make it work? In Taking it on like a, like a challenge. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of, and almost like gamifying it as mm-hmm. well. You know, it was like, okay, so what do I need to focus on in order to make it work? And that's kind of, that's where the book came from. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I want to hope that people pick up the book and they say, if they want to have a profitable 20 hour week business, they go, okay, she's going to show me the way, right. you know, like a guide. And do you find that it's people that are currently working full time, but they have this, you know, dream side hustle business? Yeah. Or do you find that it's folks, you know, that that's maybe a different segment? Um, it's a little bit combination. Um, like I get a lot of parents mm-hmm. who've got young kids and they're like thinking I, you know, they could be in a full time job, but they want to start their own business. But of course, there's a huge amount of you know, insecurity and anxiety around that, mm-hmm. um, or people who've got their own business and they're just like, I'm working so long and this isn't why I started the business in the first place. I wanted freedom, I wanted flexibility and I've got none of that. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and the then mo- I, The movie said that it'll, it'll be different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I also get people who are retired or mm-hmm. coming up to retirement and they're saying, well... That's I'd, so interesting, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to retire. I want to still have something to do. I still have so much to offer. Right. And, you know, so it's... It's that, I suppose, commonality of, you know, I want this business. I want something for me. Yeah. It's going to pay me well, but it's not going to take up a huge amount of my time. Right. I'm so happy you got me a copy of the book. I can't wait to, to jump right in <laughs> because I feel like it's, I'm glad that you, that I, I, I took a guess to see, you know, that I, I had a feeling that it was more than one audience that, that could really benefit from this because ultimately it, it comes down to, you know, how, how you use your time and, and how you can use you know, sometimes, and so like thinking back on the corporate world, sometimes based on the deadline that you mm-hmm. have, you're able to get whatever the task is, like based on the date, you know, you'll be able to, 
expand or like condense that task based on how, like if you mm. give me a job and I have one month to do it, I'll probably, you know, space it out such that it does indeed take a month yeah. to do versus, oh, this is just going to take a, I only have a week to get this done. Yeah. I think just the mindset as well as like all the, all the shortcuts, all the, I don't know if it's like a survival instinct or it's just like, you know, this like get, uh, you know, like, like, you know, this like get shit done kind of like instinct where it's like, okay, I need to get this done because for example, I, I've set a target for myself to get this done in 20 hours because mm. outside that I have my family, I have other commitments. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, when I was a student and yeah. you had to get an assignment in and, you know, funnily enough, you did it the night before and you <laughs> suddenly were inspired. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But it's also Parkinson's law where it says work expands to fill the time allocated to it. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I remember when I'd be on a half day mm -hmm. from work, I'd get so much done in that four hour space of time than I would in a full eight hours. I'd probably go and have a chat and, you know, and it would just be really yeah. unproductive. Because in your mind, you're like, I'm here till five, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got loads of time. Whereas, yeah. you know, I work between nine and 12 uh -huh. uh, when my kids are at school and creche. And so, you know, if I'm looking at my watch, I'm thinking it's half 11. I've got yeah. half an hour. Okay. What can I get done in that time? Yeah. You know, I can shoot a video. I can, you know, quickly, um, you know, make connections with somebody or, you know, it's like, how can I get this done? Mm -hmm. So there's no kind of, oh, let me just look on Facebook. Right. You know, I can do that later when yeah. I'm not, you know, when I'm just kind of maybe chilling and hanging out with the kids. Sure. You know, we can do something together then, but it's like when I'm working, I'm working. Right. And the nine to 12 part, uh, you told me about that before and to me it just felt like magic i was like you know how how is that even like how do you even approach something like that how do you because my guess is you actually get a lot done between 9 and 12. so mm. tell us some of your secrets <laughs> how do you do it mm. <laughs> um well i suppose well, it's interesting because what i find a lot of people saying like can you help me to manage my time better yeah and i do believe that that's a symptom of a bigger problem that if your business model is not gonna, it's not conducive to the 20 hour week, then you actually are starting off on the wrong foot. So for me, it's about looking at the business model and how you make money mm -hmm. and how you build leverage into your business. So to give you an example, so some of the ways that I share um, with people how they can build leverage is mm -hmm. whether they create a premium product or a premium package that they yeah. can charge more, um, but it doesn't take up a huge amount of time. Um, you know, if they have an online course or an online program. Um, and, you know, what I find is that if you can sell value, not time, mm -hmm. that shifts everything for your business. So you start thinking in a different way. So it's a mindset shift. Because I know that some people say like, ah, oh, 20 hour week, Yasmin, that's not possible. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I just need you to be open to how you could make it work in your yeah, business. Yeah, no, because you're absolutely right. Like if, if you, because if you sell time, 20 hours, you'll, you'll only ever be worth those 20 hours, whatever they amount to, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, even, even if there's an hourly rate, like, you know, and you increase your hourly rate or whatever, there's always going to be that ceiling versus thinking exactly. to value. And I imagine, you know, it's just very scalable, just the way that you start thinking about it. Yeah, because I would say like, you know, and even out of the 20 hours, probably 10 are going to be billable because you still have admin, you still have marketing, you have all the other things to do. Mm -hmm. And so if you were, you know, paid $100 for an hour, you know, you're all, always going to have a cap of a thousand. And, you know, the thought of you doing 10 hours every week, you might go, oh my God, I'm going to be exhausted if you're doing, like, you know, maybe if you're one-on-one -on -one and you find it intensive. And mm -hmm. of course, it depends on the nature of your business. Um, whereas if you have a leverage model, then you can think, well, I could have, you know, I could be Oprah ready. That's kind of the way I look at it. What, it, what does that mean? So if somebody, suddenly Oprah picked up my book and said, oh my God, you got to check out this woman, you know, and she, and everyone started running off and they all said, Yasmin, I want to come and work with you. Yeah. 
I could cope with an influx of hundreds. Right. Whereas if I was still... You have to be Oprah ready, yeah. yeah. I love that. You know, so it's like, um, I, you know, her book club was so popular. Yeah. And, you know, there were some books that when she announced them, like they were out of print and they got sold out so quickly mm-hmm. and they weren't able to produce them enough for the demand. So there was a huge missed opportunity for a lot of authors. You know, so I kind of think of it as Oprah ready. So uh, when I was on my one-on-one model, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. But Mm -hmm. now I have a model, the way that I work is I could have hundreds of people join the program and which would be amazing, but I would still be able to deliver what I do. Right, yeah. And without it taking up more of my time. Because you've designed the business model that way. Exactly. Okay, and then that is one of four uh, core pillars of your process. Mm-hmm. The first one is the the purpose piece. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so purpose is just really around like why your business exists. You know, uh, why do you do what you do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes people say like my life purpose. And I kind of say, you know, it's pretty big. You know, sometimes, you know, it doesn't need to be that big. Mm-hmm. It just needs to be about why your business exists. And I believe that business exists to create a transformation. And it's about really being passionate and purposeful about what that transformation is, how you help people. And so I think that that, you know, especially when it's tough in business, you know, that purpose keeps you going and spurs you on. And do you find as well that, I mean, I I would say clients and brands like they would, or or just customers in general, they would see the difference when someone is doing something out of purpose versus, oh yeah, we do what they do just a bit cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because then then that's just a race to the bottom and there's always going to be someone cheaper you know yeah and you're never going to win that race you know there's always going to be someone and so you know you want to position yourself so that price isn't yeah one of the the main kind of like hmm well that person's charging this and you're charging this yeah if it comes down to price it's already like a losing battle you're absolutely right yeah Yeah. do you i I guess the point i'm trying to get at is that it's not just something that's good it's not just an exercise that's important for you to do as a Mm. as a business yeah um whether you're one person or, or more than one but it's actually something that transcends itself it's something that customers would be able to notice as well and it's something that will help to to set you apart yeah exactly because like for me tiny time big results isn't just about me having a business so i can run it with my kids you know and do all the things i want to do with them but it's about showing people how they could have greater fulfillment greater Mm -hmm. abundance a greater quality of life and so you know nothing gets me more excited than when i see my clients Mm -hmm. like going out there going oh my god i just got my first sale or i've just run these series of workshops and you know they're just absolutely killing it and it's so exciting to see because now they can see it's possible for them yeah yeah and that's amazing that is that is definitely amazing and then with so it starts off with purpose and then from there going to profit which you touched on earlier exactly yeah around the business model and um you know for me it's very much around client attraction Mm -hmm and client attraction on a consistent basis. Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to have that feast or famine. You've just got clients and money coming in consistently. So a lot of people start off with word of mouth, obviously, in their own networks. Yes. And, you know, there's nothing uh, wrong with that per se. But what are your what are your thoughts? What is what is your approach when it comes to to this piece? Um, for me, I kind of I, like it's old school, you know, f- networking, uh, word of mouth, like social media just amplifies yeah, the word yeah. of mouth, you know, which is brilliant. Um, yeah, um, a lot of people. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off, but like, a lot of people say, "Oh, you're still, you know, you're still getting business from word of mouth." Oh, 
poor guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. But in fact, it's like, no, that's the best. That's the best. It's the best thing that could ever uh, happen uh, to you or, or, or the best the best mm. referral source. It's just a matter of what are the other mediums or processes that you can apply to amplify that word of mouth. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how can you scale that? So yeah. every time I work with somebody, um, you know, I ask them to give me a testimonial. I can then share that on social media. Or mm. I, can, I can let other people tell other people how good I am about what I do totally because sometimes even if someone even if it's just a whisper from someone else it, it's a lot yeah more powerful than if I was you know with a with a yeah. look at me <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm so great and then I kind of go oh god there she goes again whereas somebody else says she helped me to do this and this has been amazing and and to be honestly that's kind of how I get most of my clients is people right. say you help this person and you help this person and so I want some of that too please that isn't that amazing it always involves someone else's like name like another person's yeah. name and you know yeah, yeah like that's a connection but like that you know so it's networking speaking um and you know social media is fantastic like video i do videos every day um and they're only yeah they're only one two minute videos but it means that you know i get out and one of the things that i do get people saying to me is like i see you everywhere and i'm like great that's That's, exactly what i'm supposed to be exactly yeah yeah. yeah. and the thing is a lot of people get hung up on you know like oh yeah well i posted you know i finally overcome my you know whatever like fear of posting a video and i didn't get that much um engagement the truth is, like these days, because we we had a, um, a YouTube influencer in, on the show recently, uh, cool. Thomas Arnold, and he, you know, he's talking about how like even the just because there's so much content out there, just because someone's not commenting or liking per mm. se, doesn't mean that they didn't see it. Doesn't mean that it still left a good positive impression on yeah. them. And so, you know, as long as there, as long as there's views, as long as it's there's distribution. Yes. Whether people, of course, if someone engages with it, that's how much they like it. You know. Yeah. But I think people should still be encouraged to put content out, even if, quote unquote, you know, no one is liking or commenting on it. Yeah. They're still seeing it. Yeah. Many times they see it and, and they've already developed a positive impression of you. They just have to go on to the next thing that they have to do, have to do in their yeah. day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I completely agree with that because with video has been so powerful for me in my business. Like I was at a networking event last year. Mm-hmm. And this woman came up to me, she said, oh my God, Yasmin, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you and all this. And I actually genuinely looked at her and you know when you have that fear of, oh God, how do I know you? Oh, we've <laughs> met before. And I was really, really worried. And I was like, I don't want anyone to think I've forgotten them. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to sit down because another speaker was coming on and she came up to me afterwards. She said, I am so mortified. I went, why? She goes, we've never met. And I went, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I thought I genuinely forgot. She says, I watch your videos. I felt like I knew you. Wow. And I went, okay, that's cool. That's fine. And like, we, you know, we're great friends on Facebook now and things. Yeah. But it was just, she's like, I feel like I know you. Yeah. Because the way I speak now is the way I, I'm on video. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it just kind of, it breaks those barriers of people kind of going, mm, do I like her? And, you know, yeah. whether they like to hear my voice or, you know, it could be some weird foible about that. Like, you know, my youngest is two. Mm-hmm. And so when he was a baby, like he was in a lot of my videos because he's yeah. in crash now. So, but when he was, um, you know, he was in a lot of my videos mm-hmm. and, and I still feed him. So every so often you'd see a baby feeding and i just kind of switched the camera up a little bit so that uh-huh. nobody could see anything because like, god forbid i get banned from facebook sure, and yeah. um you know and someone said are you breastfeeding <laughs> and some people didn't like that and some people loved it and i said and that's okay i'm happy to be polarizing because that means then you magnetize the right people to you and you know forget about the rest because somebody else will look after them as well it's, it, it reminds me of how you know some people think that um you know celebrities for example they just 
pop out of nowhere or like you know why do people get so attached to certain celebrities or certain people they'd go to their concert and, and they'd be queuing up for mm. for god knows how long and it's because they have this feeling like they know the person from before but if you look into the just the pure like mathematics of it it's just because these people are actually just putting out a lot of content yeah. and so you feel like you know this person you feel like it's your buddy who's like whatsapping you every day or <laughs> yeah. something like that and so the same thing ho- holds true for brands like we always say as well you know for for small for i would say for all brands but specifically for small brands the uh, the people behind the brands i.e the personal brands that that is essentially congruent with what the uh, mm. the company's brand is yeah because logos are just logos at the end of the day it's really about oh this is you know so and so's company mm. um and even if there's more than one person involved like each one can develop their own kind of like area of expertise it doesn't have to be you know one one uh, brand per company yeah. it could be several people mm. but the the commonality stays true holds true which is you know you still have to put yourself out there as much as possible regardless of whether people are so on so-called you know like commenting or liking it or or yeah and i think that's why you know what you do is so great because it's about kind of showing people the power you know it's not just about the the likes of the kardashians that can get out there it's like you know the likes of me i can put out my content and reach my audience Mm -hmm. and you know and that's something that i feel like i say all the times to my clients it's like okay so what's stopping you from putting that video out oh i knew you were gonna say that oh i know you're (laughs) gonna say that oh do i have to do it and it's like Okay, what's stopping you? What is holding you back? Yeah. And and like truthfully, I mean, I watched a couple of my old videos from like five, six years ago. And I cringed because I was all like, oh, hello, my name is Jasmine. I was really, really like... Super formal, yeah. Yeah, super formal because I thought I had to be professional. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I just look at it and go, my personality is not there. And but I said, but it's only by having done it again and again and again that my personality, I've been able to kind of bring it out more yeah, yeah whereas you know i said listen the first time you do a video it's not going to be great and that's okay yeah be absolutely. okay with that absolutely and it's, especially when you when you start coming uh that's that's a that's a great uh, a great tactic or a great trick where you're recording something especially if it's your very first time you're recording something and you already know that it, you're not going to be too hard on yourself because you know it's not going to be perfect yeah. like the first video uh i put out for example for for tribe tactics i was saying you know like uh and ums like a lot and I, I still do that from time to time. I, I like to think I've gotten a bit better at it. But, you know, it, I think once you've taken that first step, you, you're, you've you already, like, broken that mental barrier. Yeah. Another trick that we do is we record more than one video in the same day and drip them off, like, yeah. drip, drip them out, like, yeah. after the fact. So it's already very exciting because, you know, that, especially if you're taking the time to, like, set up everything, if you have, like, a mic or even a phone mm. or a DSLR camera, once you have the setup and you've done, you've just finished your first video, you're kind of like in the zone. You might as well get like three, four, five done yeah. while you're at it as well. And then, you know, you have content for like a week and you can just go from there. Yeah, it's great. I love batch creating. Yeah. When I can get around to doing it. Yeah, batch <laughs> but... you're, you're so good at, at summarizing what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so Parkinson's law and then obviously batch, batch creation. Creating. Yeah. It's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So uh, speaking of which, moving on to the next one then. Mm. So, so we looked at profit, sorry, purpose, profit, and then productive. Productivity, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that really is, uh, you know, about how you get the most out of your time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's lots of different techniques that you can use. Like, yeah. you know, you've got the Pomodoro where, you know, a Pomodoro came from just having a kitchen timer that was shaped like a tomato, yeah. you know. And so you just put the timer yeah. on and say, I've got 20 minutes to get this blog post done, whatever. And you then know. no matter what, you got to take a break after. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you know, 
having, um, you know, using Parkinson's law. So if someone says, I've got to record a video, it's going to take me hours. I said, no, give yourself 30 minutes mm -hmm. to film that video yeah. and that's it, you know, or blog post. Yeah. And, it, and, and regardless of quality, it, it's more about the consistency. Yeah, which it's, we're, we're exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, just get it done. Like we're so yeah. focused on perfectionism and it all has to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. Do you know what's crazy? Some, uh, some big brands that are like global brands, they're purposely these days recording stuff on their phones, like in selfie mode when they release a new feature or whatever. Mm. Even though like clearly they could, they could do the whole thing professionally if they wanted to, mm. but they purposely do that just so that they can you know, perhaps build more affinity with, with their audience. That, that's my interpretation of it. And it works really well because people feel like, oh, no way. It's like, you know, it's like my friend who just sent me a video of what their yeah. company is up to. So that goes to show that it's not necessarily like a uh, the thing to do. It depends on like your vibe and what, what mm. works best for you. But it just goes to show that exactly what you said, you know, professionalism is no longer required so much that even the quote unquote professional folks are doing, <laughs> yeah. doing backwards now right exactly yeah. exactly and i just think imperfect action is better than no action totally. you know because otherwise i'll be like oh i've got to tinker with my website and i've got to do this and i've got to, and it's like all that's stopping you from getting out there especially when people think of like criticism and stuff like yeah. that's one of the main things and you know uh, i feel like sometimes if, if you're the one to put something out you're probably one out of a hundred at least at least, if not, this uh, this is like simplifying it. I think it's maybe one out of a thousand mm. that decided to to do that. Whether it's like a, a dream that you have or a personal mm. um, side project that you want to work on, so on and so forth. So I think that in itself should be motivation for them to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you know, you don't realize how much you're kind of showing other people the way mm -hmm. as well. And they kind of oh, go, yeah. you know, you're doing it. I could, maybe I could do it too. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you can. Do you get a lot of people reaching out to you and saying, hey, I want to do this yeah. too. How do you do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just at the talk and they were like saying, yeah. I really love what you said. I really want to do that. I want to do that. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, cool. Let's talk, you yeah. know, and you can. And it's, uh, for me, it's about removing the resistance. Yeah. You know, whatever's holding you back, let's just get rid of it. And it's about accountability as well, because I think that, you know, and that's a hugely important for productivity yeah. is, you know, so my client would say like, oh, I'm going to do a LinkedIn post today. And I'm like, right, okay, tell me when you've done it. And they're like, oh. I love that. <laughs> and they're like, it's like oh. I'm waiting, you know, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, on our next call, I want you to send me the, you know, the link to it so I can read it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah and but you know that's why i love online courses and i've done so many of them myself like i've been a student and created them yeah but what i find is that accountability is the one thing that's really missing mm -hmm. it's you know we can start off with great excitement and oh i've done module one module two ah, module three i'll get to it later yeah. you know and the motivation wanes whereas when you are you know when you have accountability built in it's powerful stuff it gets people doing what they need to do because you know we're always fighting against our own psychology yeah you know and our brain is trying to keep us safe and say oh we'll just stay here we won't go out today and yeah. i won't do that video today and so it really is about melting that resistance and thinking okay if i'm really purposeful mm -hmm. and i'm really driven to what i'm doing and i'm really focusing on the profit you know okay these things are going to help me to get to that point yeah and i think this is something that's so gold that it applies to anything in life even if it's like going to uh, you know, get going to like the, the gym or like uh, eating healthy or whatever the case may be, you know, what are some of the, I, I love that so much. I'm just trying to think how can somebody find like an accountability buddy almost mm. or like, so, so obviously, you know, you have the, so like, I, I suppose the classic version of that is having like a, a mastermind group where there's more than one individual involved. Mm. But what would you say is 
because it, it's very easy for someone to just go to like a friend of theirs and be like, you know, hey, um, you know, hey, buddy, like you're going to be you're going to be my accountability. And they'll say, sure, sure, man or sure, girl, you know, and it's like, you know, but but I'll, like deep down in you, you're like, yeah, but that's my friend. You know, like they'll never they're not gonna be too critical. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to. So what are your what are your what's your advice around that? I think for me, it's about obviously the area of the the goal. So if it's a business goal, mm-hmm. then it's important to find a group that's going to help you to, you know, whether it's a coach or whether it's a group that's going to allow you like a mastermind. Um, I think it's important that you are open to being challenged mm-hmm. um, and to also give the other person permission to challenge you, you know, because I think that's really important. Like I talk about, you know, I know how scary it can be to invest in working with a coach or, you know, doing a program. And I say, but the thing is that when you're investing in your business, you're actually Mm -hmm. investing in yourself Mm -hmm. to show that, you know, you are worthy of this. I invest all the time. So I'm in a program. I have a coach. I have an accountability buddy because I need those things as well. And so it's really important that it's not about saying, I'm a guru. Look at me. I've got it all sussed. Yeah, I don't need it anymore. No, no, no. No, not true at all. It's funny because the more, I think the more, um, you you know, as you continue to turn pro and, and get more and more good at your craft, you realize more and more of what you don't know. And, you know, and that's why, you know, speaking of coaches, for example, there's a lot of people that would, you know, that you you find that sometimes it's, it's a CEO who gets a coach or like someone who's like a senior exec who Mm. gets a coach or, or an equivalent position because they have the, the, I guess the, the humility, but also the the wisdom to realize how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that, you know, I've worked with coaches for a long time, like nearly 20 years now and, Mm -hmm. you know, for different things. And, you know, I was like, it always shows me what I don't know. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, so what else do I want to achieve? Or what else, how else do I want to be in the world? So whether mm-hmm. it's a spiritual coach or whether it's a money coach or anything, you know, it's like, okay, so if I have these big dreams, I want, you know, a mentor is great because they can shortcut the way yeah. for you. Is they'll say, you know, so I hear a lot of people come to me and they say like, you know, I'm really struggling with my marketing message. And so what I always say to them is like, so tell me what it is that you do, you know, kind of getting them to give me their one liner and I can instantly spot what the problem is. And I said, so that's what a mentor can do for you. It's like, right. okay, do you know what? No, that's not going to cut it. And I always say that I, I give a lot of love in the way that I deal with like people in my community and my mm-hmm. clients. I said, but it always has a touch of steel. Because I want to make sure that I'm not just one of those people that goes, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Right, <laughs> you yeah. know, and everything. And we're like, yeah, I think you can do better than that. Right. Um, I love this. I think this could be worked on. Because otherwise, that's not what they're hiring me for. They want to move forward in their business. You right. know, they want to make really good money. Yeah, so it's they, like, need, they need a backbone. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. and I was like, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to just pan it here. <laughs> right. No, that make that makes sense. And I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like it's... Um, I don't know if you call it like tough love or anything like, uh, or like a synonym of that, but yeah, it's really important. Exactly. And many times that's pe- that's what people need. And that's at the core of, of building accountability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to start, I think for us, like we're going to start thinking of having even like external, like accountability buddies. I think it would be great to, to have that. Yeah. I think even it, it could be interesting, even if it's like, I'm just thinking of, even like for ourselves, like if you find like a, another brand that is doing something complementary to mm. what you're doing, you know, it could be an interesting, uh, you know, ma- mastermind type thing where yeah. it's like not just from individual to individual, but like from company to company. Yeah, even, you know? cool. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'll <laughs> let you know how we get on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then the, the last but not least is play. Yes. That's very interesting. You wouldn't typically... Uh, so I, I've read a little bit about it, but I, I want you to tell us more about it. But typically, 
people would be like, oh no, I don't have time for this. I need to work. I need to, like, I don't, I don't have, I don't have, and by the way, I'm, I'm culprit of that. Like I find myself working on like the weekends and mm. stuff thinking, no, no, I didn't, you know, I, uh, it, it's, it's so bad now that I think of it, but I keep thinking like, oh, I didn't even earn, I didn't earn that mm. privilege yet to relax a bit. I need to keep working. Yeah. So how do you, how do you? And so for me, it's about the long-term, I suppose, the longevity of your business and of you. Mm-hmm. as well as a person yeah and you know and i could completely relate to that like oh i haven't done enough i haven't done enough i need to keep working i need to keep working i need to keep plugging. never ending yeah yeah it never ends and especially the, if you're a business owner because it's like oh there's always more to it's do it's not like oh i've done my job i'm getting paid it's yeah. cool it's you know <laughs> yeah exactly you're like anyway, what else should i be doing what else should i be yeah, doing yeah exactly and that's the question that we keep asking is like what else should i be doing and what i actually found was that's completely counterintuitive is actually making time for rest and downtime and sleep, you know, actually makes you far more creative. <laughs> sleep, remember that? <laughs> yeah, remember yeah. that. You know, it makes you more productive. Yeah. You know, research has already shown us that sleep is one of the best things that you can do for your health and your mm. well-being. And if I'm tired, if I'm cranky, my kids know it, first of all, that if I'm tired and cranky, because I oh, shout a lot. Oh, okay. oh, I shout a lot. And so, you know, for me, it's like, I got to be, I got to have a rest. Mm. And you know what's really interesting, though, Kareem, is that when I have deliberately kind of went okay i'm gonna take a break there mm-hmm. and then in those days where i look at my phone there's paypal notification i've just made some money mm-hmm. and i was just sitting down having reading my book yeah and it's that sense of i don't need to be pushing all the time to create results and for me play is about that kind of taking down time and things but it's also about the self-care the inner work yeah you know, so it's like, okay, am I looking after my mindset? Am I looking after, you know, yeah. my inner well-being? Because yeah. when you're in business, and I fell into this trap, was when I wasn't making money, it was a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm not making money, I therefore I'm to... a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not worthy. And, you know, one of my mentors said to me, she says, you're not your business. You're not your business, so you need to separate the two. Yeah. And that was a really powerful moment for me because it really got me thinking, okay, if I'm not making money, it doesn't mean that that reflects on me as a human being. It's just that there's something that something that needs to be tweaked. Yeah. Either I'm not, uh, haven't got a great offer or that my marketing message isn't quite right or, you know, whatever it might be, that's yeah. all fixable. Yeah, that's like saying, you know, if you're, you know, if my car breaks down, uh, I don't have a car, but if I did have a car, it'd be like, if my car breaks down, I, uh, it's, it's a bad reflection on me. Whereas, you know, Obviously, people wouldn't do that. They'd be like, no, I'll be objective. Let me see what is wrong with the car. Let me attend to that. And then we'll be back on track. And a business is no different from a car or any other machine that you may be interacting with. But we do take it personally. You know, or if someone says no to working with you, oh God, you know, I've been rejected. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, think about it all day. Yeah. yeah, And you're kind of like, well, you know, if you went to the supermarket and looked at two different brands of bleach, and you picked one over the other. Do you think the other brand is going to go, oh my God, she didn't buy me. You know, oh, I feel so rejected. <laughs> if they had cameras, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. You know, but it's like, it's just trying to remove that element out of it. Because yeah. in business, we're here to serve, mm-hmm. you know, and someone paying you, it's an exchange of value. So you're yeah. going to be giving them something. Yeah. If, and they, they'll give you chickens, right? Instead yeah, of exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, let's just remove all of that. So if it's not working out, then let's just fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's not make it be about us, yeah. you know? And I think it was really important for me because I remember being really, really stressed for a long time in my business. And I remember thinking, my kids don't deserve a cranky mom. They don't deserve this. I'm meant to be doing this for them and for us as a family. Yeah. 
how can I make this better? You know, I've got to, I've got to be, I've got to get cleverer than this. So play is actually a really important part of the philosophy because, you know, if you think in 20 hours a week, you're like, ah, geez, you me, you've got loads of time for play. And it's like, well, actually I don't, I have a full time, well, actually all the time job as a parent. Yeah. And so I need to have space for me. You know, I sometimes remember those days when I could just literally go home on a Friday evening and I wouldn't see anybody until a Monday morning. And because uh, I'm an introvert and I energize from being by myself. And I was like, yeah. I can't remember the last time, you know, like 12 hours is as far as it goes when the kids are asleep. You right. know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, when they go to bed, I'm like kind of going, I'm going to stay up for a little bit later because this is me time <laughs> or us time, you know, when me right. and my husband get to talk and chat and things. But play is a really, really important part of the philosophy. I, I, I've learned so much from, from this conversation, specifically the, the play part because like i told you like um you know it's sometimes you just feel like this is a play is play is a play is nice therefore it's a reward therefore you should work hard and until you gotta work towards it exactly you gotta you gotta work towards it when in fact you know what i'm learning now is that it's actually part it's actually one of the enablers that will get you to it will to your goal yeah. regardless right it absolutely will and i really do believe that because anytime i've actually make a, made the conscious decision i'm like saying okay do you know what i'm just gonna go for a walk I'm yeah. going to go and enjoy it. And like, that's what I mean, like play. I'm like, the, yeah, you know, yeah. and it could be like, I love going to the playground with my kids and I go and play on the swings and they're like, mom, can we have a go now? And it's like, <laughs> not yet. I'm not done yet. <laughs> you know, but it's like, but I see the results there. Yeah. You know, it's like, whether it's the PayPal notification or a sales call being booked in, I can see that. And then that spurs me on. I'm like, oh, well, I need to do more play then, you know, because this is getting me results. <laughs> yeah. The, the more, the more I relax, the more I, I, I just, you know, trust what I've done to date. Yes. You know, the, the more I'm uh, getting insights and getting value from that of all sorts. And one of the things I talk about in the book is about raising your vibe. You know, I'm very much into like we're all energy okay. and everything that we're doing and talking and thinking is, you know, brings out an energy. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm coming up my business with this desperate energy of like, I got to get money and where's the money kind of come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. People can sense that. Yeah. You don't have to say a word, but people yeah. can sense that. Whereas if I'm coming at my business with an energy of, you know, being relaxed and just saying, listen, the right people are going to find me, you know, and then they kind of go, I like, I like her and I don't know why I like her, you know, and it, they just, you know, you just magnetize them. No, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's no different than, you know, um, asking someone out, for example, you know, like being, you know, like you, you have to be, I guess, I guess it's the same for anything. Like your, your energy is everything. And if you come from a place of, um, of like stability and control is totally different than if it's, if it's something, uh, off, off of that. So I wanted to close with, I've, uh, I've added my own P, which is just like unofficially, but, and I'm 100% sure that you covered that already, <laughs> but around the idea of like promotion and mm -hmm. like building, so the marketing yeah. bit, how, when does that come in? How do you, how do you, um, advise people to, to market themselves once they've taken that hurdle, got, gotten over that initial hurdle of actually putting themselves out there. Yeah. So the marketing piece comes into the profit section. Yeah. Um, and in the book, actually, that's the chunkiest section out of the four of them, because mm -hmm. I do spend a lot of time on helping people to understand how to kind of, you know, get clear on their message, how mm -hmm. they build leverage, how they attract, which is what marketing is all about, and then how they convert. So mm -hmm. how they convert those prospects into paying clients. Right. So and just sorry quickly, so, what would you say is the how would you define leverage in this case? Um, the leverage is kind of in terms of how their their business model works, and then the attraction is around right. how they market their business. Right. Got it. Because what I find is business owners they think marketing and sales is the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so no, marketing is letting people know what it is that you do. Conversion is actually the process that you take someone from like, oh, what's this all about? And yes, I want to be a paying client. Right, yeah. Um, and so it's about helping them to understand how they are attracting and converting. Mm -hmm. So somebody could say like, I've been doing loads of videos and I'm putting loads of stuff out there and nothing. I'm getting nothing. And it's like, do you give them call to action? Do you tell them what the next step is? Do you invite them to look at your product range? Do you invite them to book a call with you? No. It's like, okay, you need to then move them along to the next step, mm -hmm. you know? And so for me, marketing and promotion is, and I, like, you know, one of my mentors says, she's always be marketing. Yeah. And I was like, and I take that to heart. So I could be standing in the supermarket checkout line and chatting with somebody and they could say, oh, what do you do? And I say, well, I run Tiny Time Big Results. And they go, oh, because the thing is, Everybody that we meet, they may not necessarily be an ideal client, but mm -hmm. they'll probably know someone who is a great client for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I've, I've been trying to, I, I'll figure it out one day, but I've been trying to come up with this like visual, because I'm a very visual person, but I'm trying to come up with this graphic or infographic that shows exactly what you're talking about, which is ultimately we're all connected by a set of clusters, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for example, you have me as a, as a contact and vice versa, mm -hmm. um, other people have like other contacts, like everything is, is connected on a, on a, on a one-to-one -one basis, if, if I'm making any sense, yeah. but like ultimately, you know, people sometimes create marketing and, and even sales and they just think that they're, that they're just like, you know, broadcasting or like barking to like a, a general sea of, yeah. of, of stuff. When in fact, it, it really does come down to like, you know, one-to-one to one-to-one -one engagements yeah. and how can you, you know, speak in the, in the second person that way, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a really important point, like from a marketing perspective is talk to one person at a time. Yeah. You know, I noticed that in your videos, you know, like, I, you know, I, I feel like you're speaking with people like literally on a, on a one-to-one -one basis. Yeah. Because I tend to say things like, hi, lovely. That's right. Yeah. You always start. Yeah. And I was like, it's not, not lovelies, for example, right? Yeah. yeah not lovelies. Because I remember some, a video expert, I remember watching a video of his years ago and he was like, hi, everybody. And I was like, oh, your credibility is now being questioned by me because in a video, I'm not watching it with a whole bunch of other people. I'm watching it on my phone or my laptop at home by myself. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I, I always say hi, everybody. I'm going to change that now. <laughs> no, 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 it no. wasn't you. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm going to, no, no, but, but it makes sense because if you say hi, everybody, you're, it look, it's as if it's like you're on stage, but it's different if you're on stage, then yeah, fair enough. But if you're recording a video, <laughs> Unless whenever your video comes on the screen, ten people are crowd to see it at <laughs> once. Okay, the video's oh, done. done. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, yeah, maybe if it's like a TV show or something. But um, yeah, no. But you're absolutely right because ultimately it does come down to that one-to-one -one engagement. Yeah. And I, I did I did a workshop in Dublin actually last year, and that was a few people said like I love your videos because it feels like you're just talking to me. That's amazing. Right? That's the best. And thing it was great know. feedback to get because I went okay, I'm doing something right. And the person that I always imagine I'm talking to is my sister, who's my best friend. And I love that. so, you know, I just, cause I'm really informal with her. And so yeah. it just makes people kind of connect. Yeah. I love that because many times people are like staring at a, at a camera lens and it's like, I, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no person there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I remember even when we were recording videos in the start, like sometimes we would have, you know, we, we would make sure there's other people like just watching so that it just feels a lot, you know, more, more natural, I guess. Mm. But in the same time, if you just visualize that there's somebody that you, are sending this message to it could be it could be a family member it could be a friend it could even be like a great client that you have yeah. a great relationship with based on that you'd be able to 
really get into the zone of talking to one person at a time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Cool. Well, Yasmin, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank uh, you so much. I know we much. could be here for. Forever, I know. But, you know, <laughs> taking taking a leaf from your book. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we. Uh, <laughs> You know that we that we keep it uh, concise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much, and uh, and we'll stay in touch. Yes, thank you so much. All right.